You are tired of average. You want more out of life. You know you're capable of something greater. This show will help you become resilient in your home, at work, and in your community. Welcome to the Resilient Humans Podcast with your host, Kevin Wood. Welcome back to the Resilient Humans Podcast. Holy moly, it was a nice summer break. Wasn't it? It was. I enjoyed the break from you. We I did. mean, <laughs> the summer. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, we kind of took a little bit of a break, uh, just enough time to recharge our batteries and to get this back up and running again. So it's kind of like season two, I guess. Awesome. Yeah. Welcome to season two of your podcast. Here we go. So it's going to be good. We got a, a lot of uh, podcasts lined up in the bank already. Um, so we kind of used August to kind of fill up uh, the gas tank again, uh, not just for energy levels, but for... Uh, podcast episodes. So we're going to start us off today with, um, this kind of came as a request, but transformed into something different. Uh, so we have these different, um, quotes around the gym and I made these giant posters basically of them. And I want to kind of go over the reasons and the explanations for each one and kind of give not just our members, but people outside of the gym, an idea of the types of the type of mindset that we have and that we also hope to impose upon the people that we influence. Absolutely. So uh, let's get right to it. The first, the first one we have is what feels hard today will eventually become your warm up. Yeah. That's a good one. That really is a good one. And it's a good one, especially for uh, New newer, people. newer people that come through the doors. Mm -hmm. They don't get it at first. But they eventually do. Yes. After they've been here for, let's say, like one to three months, they're like, oh, yeah, now, yeah. now I get it. doesn't take long to kind of figure out that, that that's, that's where you're headed, right? Self-improvement is always going to lead to, you know, you expanding your capabilities and your strengths. So, um, yeah, I would I wholeheartedly agree in that one. And I often look at that uh, when things do feel hard for me even been here a long time but when things look feel hard to me I often look at that poster it's true yeah. we see it a lot with our brand new people that walk through the door for the first time for their, their on-ramp or their fundamentals um, the warm-up itself is a challenge like they're like what that was just the warm-up because that mm -hmm. would normally be their entire workout Work I used to make a joke every single time I came to CrossFit when I first started. After the warm up, I'd always say, "Well, thanks for a great workout, everybody. Yeah. Let's be back tomorrow because it it was difficult." And now our warm ups are well. Once you've been at it for a while, they just feel like warm ups. They just feel like actual warm ups. But when you haven't done anything in a while, you become you know deconditioned. Um, yeah, it can be hard, but that's that's kind of the point. Mm -hmm. it, it needs to be hard at the start for there to be any type of uh, a catalyst for change. If it's not hard, if you find everything that you do easy, then nothing changes as a result. And you need that challenge for there to be change. And we talk, I think that was one of our, our first episodes. Yep. Choose challenge. Mm -hmm. Right? That's that's kind of the point here. Um, I guess I have a, a story. I'll see if I can find the video. There's, a, there's an old video. So pre-Cross at Moncton, this is like before we were incorporated in uh, 2008, so this was prior to that when there was no no gym. It was just me doing CrossFit on my own. I would, uh, <laughs> I had a camcorder, 
Like not, not they didn't have mm-hmm. we'd have cell phones with cameras built into them back then. That's right. how long it's been. Uh, so I had a tripod and a camcorder, and it was set up in my living room. And I took a video of myself doing various movements because I didn't have a coach. There were no CrossFit coaches around here at that time, and so. I would set up these video cameras and record myself and then download them onto my laptop and watch them. And then I would basically critique my own form based on the form that I'd see on the CrossFit.com website. Be like, okay, what's going well? What's not going well? Where can I improve? And so in one of these videos, it was me doing an overhead squat with a stick. So that's basically, for those that don't know, you take a weighted implement. And for me, it was just a stick and lock it out over your head with your arms out wide and you perform a squat and the idea is that the bar stays in line with your hip shoulders and ankles kind of as you go down in a straight line let's just say my mobility was so bad that the bar came about four feet in front of me my hips were not able to go below parallel i was definitely up on my toes and uh my back was rounded it was i think i've seen this video (laughs) no doubt it's it's been shared a few times around around the community uh anyway that was, that was my before, and that was very challenging for me. The overhead squat, I, I basically called it my nemesis. I just could not get into that position comfortably at all. Mm-hmm. Funny. So, I saw Tuesday? you Yeah, just recently. Just two days ago, we were doing overhead squats in the workout, and I put up 205 pounds <laughs> for five reps. And you surprised yourself yet again. It was a 10-pound PR. Yes. I'm 16 years into this thing, (laughs) and I'm still getting stronger. So what was hard 16 years ago, it's still challenging, but now if I do a 45-pound bar, which was literally impossible for me 16 years ago, like I could not do that movement with any type of weight, and now it's, I would consider it one of my strengths. Like I, I... I excel at doing the overhead squat. And so what did that take? It took perseverance. It took challenge. It took dedication. It took all these things for me to get to where I am today. And I see that happening in myself. Like my my, uh, handstand push-ups have obviously gone up. Your flexibility. That was my lowest score in the level method. And now it's one of my highest. It's red too. Yeah. You decided you were going to go after that, and you went after it. Yeah. And that's where it starts from, right? A decision. Mm -hmm. I do not want this to be my limiting factor anymore, so I'm going to do something about it. But then with that decision, you then have to put into into action. You have to put a plan in. Yes. It's not just just hope and wish. Right. Do you have any any stories like that? Things that felt hard before that, that are easier now? Absolutely. Um, for me, it was, well, a big, a big example would be the push up. you know, yes. that first summer when I was here and I was getting one push up from the floor and, and then, you know, drop to the knees or go to the box and continue doing my sets. And I, I was pretty proud of that one push up that I could do. Um, but you know, it, I wasn't feeling like I was getting anywhere with it. So one summer I decided that push ups was going to be my thing. And, uh, I went ahead and, and worked at it every single day. And by the end of the summer, I could do 10 push-ups without stopping. And I felt very, very accomplished, very, very proud, you know, because it was a decision I'd made. I'd followed through with it. I stuck to the plan 
and it actually turned out better than I thought. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. And I couldn't do any when I started. Oh, you know, we would, you, you yeah. know, that's how this whole thing started with you and me. Can you do a push up? No. So, so that's my example. Nice. Yeah. Uh, we recently just had a chat about what uh, your next goal might be. Yes. Because so I'm feeling you, stuck again. What feels hard today? What feels hard today is a strict pull up. There you go. I am working on that a little bit and trying to put a plan into place. You're using a lot of soft talk. I this. am because, you know, I was going to circle back to that. We're working through an injury bit, but um, the decision has been made and I'm going to work through the injury as best I can. And you guys are going to see some improvements. So there, there's my accountability right there. I told everybody. It's out to the world. Yep. Feel free to ask me about it now <laughs> when you encounter me at the gym or anywhere else. There you go. All right. So that's quote number one. Quote number two is, you don't have to work out, you get to work out. This is my personal favorite. Tell me why. Because there is a, a lot of confidence, a lot of things that you can get out of realizing that you're lucky to be able to do what you can do. Even when people come here and they complain about what they say they cannot do, um, or what they're currently unable to do, or they're struggling with something, um, you know, you, you still should feel some gratitude, some gratefulness that you just have that capability. So why not use it? You know, there are lots of people who struggle with some of the things that you might find easier. So, um, just, just being able to, to do the things, um, can make you feel, you know, more confident to try more things you know and I also think it's a bit of a mindset shift you know when you think about something that is good for you or that is going to help you work towards your goals you often think about it as something you should do or you have to do or view it as a chore and you know it's um, more like a privilege really yeah there's a lot of people that would do anything to be able to do what you do when you walk through the door. That's right. There's a lot of people that just, they're not able to. They're, they're bedridden. They do not have the opportunity to walk through the door. So if you do come through the door, know that you have something that a lot of people don't. You have that ability. And it's like you said, it, it is a privilege. Um, the, the way I kind of see this is, I guess another view or another side of this is people that claim they can't do something because they're injured. Mm. And that is just complete BS. Like we had, we had a former member just recently message us about, uh, he's got a bum knee and his, so that's, that's the reason he's not coming back is because his knee is injured. Mm-hmm. You can still do ring rows. You can still do push-ups. You can still do presses, sit-ups. You like mm-hmm. the list of things that he would be able to do is greater than the list of things that he would not be able to do. Yes, and, and the list of things he'll be able to improve and strengthen is limitless, really. Even with a bum shoulder, in fact, I would even say you know, recovery is probably quicker if you're focusing on some other elements of fitness at the same time, right? Movement is medicine. Yeah. And that's, that's part of it. So while we are avoiding using that one spot or that one, that one limb or joint, you're 
the rest of you can still get stronger. You can still have improvement. You can still work on your cardio. You can still work on strength. It might not be exactly the way you want it to. And that's, I think, the people that, that use these injuries as an excuse not to come is because they have a, an expectation in their mind about what they should be doing and not so much a focus on reality of what they could be doing. Yes. And that's the biggest difference. So that's, that's the other view of that quote of you don't have to work out, you get to work out. It's getting rid of those stupid excuses. They're not valid. They're not. There's no reason that you can't come into the gym if you're, you know, you can't use your age as, a, as an excuse. Oh, I'm too old to lift weights. BS. No, you're not. My 73-year-old mom comes here. She's got rheumatoid arthritis, survived two strokes, and breast cancer. Your excuse is bullshit. Is that what you say to people when they say, hey, you're not going to see me for a while? My shoulder feels weird? What do you say? Not in those words, but mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe not as, uh, as passionate as I'm talking now, but that's, that's what's definitely going through my mind when people bring up those really just dumb excuses. Right? Well, yeah, and, and, and they even simplify it further. It's unfair to the rest of yourself and the rest of your body to sit sedentary because one thing is kind of... It's like shutting down your whole life because one part of it's going wrong. Yeah. You if don't you, just take a break from your life. You're driving on the highway and one of your, one of your car tires uh, goes flat. Yeah. Do you, you then go out and pop the other three? <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Or just sit there and do nothing. Right. Yeah. Do something. Yeah. Do something. Anyway. Anything. Quote number three. Uh, this was actually at our last location. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I ended up just recreating it as a giant... like a really giant poster. I think it's like eight feet wide. Um, It is, it's a quote that actually comes from Mark Ripito. He was the, kind of like the strength guy uh, for CrossFit back in the day. Um, And it's, I welcome you to the community of people who have decided that easy will no longer suffice. I feel that's very similar to that. The first quote that we talked about was, what feels hard today will eventually become your warm up. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is more, that one's kind of an individualized one, the first one, whereas this one where I welcome you to the community of people, it, that's the part that really describes it is that we are a community of people. It's a group. And as a group, we are saying that we're okay with the hard things that are put in front of us. Yes. I always say to people, you're going to be uncomfortable and we're okay with that. Yeah. And we're going to not push you past what you're capable of, but we're going to show you things that you're capable of that you didn't think you were. That's right. Do you have any examples of that? Oh goodness. All kinds. Ah, um, (laughs) I, I couldn't even pin one down, but I've definitely helped a lot of people work past a lot of things that they just didn't think they would ever do. Like a box jump? Uh, yeah. like I'm thinking about Ruth and her box jumps. I'm thinking about Melanie and her push-ups, you know, and Catherine rolling the barbell over her tummy and it didn't touch one day, right? Just certain things. I hope they listen and hear these because they know those are moments that, you know, were massive for all of us. Um, but really, the longer you stick around here, the more you start to see that every day. Like, I'm here a lot of the day every day and I see it almost every day. 
People are doing things and surprising. Kevin, you surprised yourself on Tuesday with that overhead squat. <laughs> you know, he yeah. said, I didn't think I'd ever be able to do that. Things, things were feeling good. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to keep going, I well, guess. Just and I'll see what I can do. I think I can know? do more. So, yeah. And you did. It's the shot. The thing that gets me is when people do the thing that you knew they could do. Mm-hmm. And then they do it. The shock the on shock. their face. That's and then they're shocked that you're not shocked. Yeah. yeah. You're like, what? Aren't you happy? I'm like, yeah, of course I am. It's just I knew you could do that already. Right? <laughs> yeah. And we see that over and over and over again. Like it's almost daily. And that's the remarkable thing about when you're in a community of like-minded people who have agreed that easy will no longer suffice, that that's just the way it is. It is. Like we're just, it's a, it's just a way of being. It's a way of thinking. Mm-hmm. It's a collective mindset that mm-hmm. we have here that we're going to push you, we're going to challenge you, and we're gonna watch you change. And you might be a little resistant to it, but because of that community atmosphere here, it, it's gonna overpower your internal kind of mm-hmm. struggles Struggle. with, with that, right? Because everybody supports you on that one particular side. My favorite thing is when people say, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. Right? Yeah. And I say, well, how are you going to find out? And then they try it and they do it and everybody celebrates. And, you know, I just kind of giggle because, you uh, know, like, who is they were going to be able to do that stuff. Who was it the other it's amazing. A couple weeks ago, uh, kicking up into a handstand. Somebody said, oh, I'm not going to do that. I can't do that. And oh. I was like, yeah, yeah, just do it. I'll, I'll be right here. And you I helped were... spot them. There were a few people. A few. Uh, it was the, new, the noon class. And there was Allison. Like, it was yeah. Allison. Just kicked right up, held she the handstand. I kind of balanced her a little bit and let go, and she just held it there for even. It was just like a second or two, but it was still like she kicked down. I was like, "Oh my god, I felt it!" I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah. isn't it amazing?" Yes. And if, if you wouldn't have accepted that, that we're just gonna let you go the easy way out, then you would have never experienced that, and you wouldn't have known that you're capable of doing something like that. That session was really, really fun because there were a number of people that had never tried that before and were nervous, myself included, kind of kicking up into your hands was a little bit weird. And then once we did it, everybody wanted to try it again right away. You know, once you do something that one time, it just leads into more and more things. We had Mary this morning. She's uh, one of our younger uh, members here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Deadlifted 200 pounds for three reps. Yes. And and later asked me about competing in powerlifting. I'm like, Okay. Yes. So because like that's heavy for anybody like and for somebody her her age to be able to just do it for three reps and walk away smiling about it. Man, it just it does something to your confidence level. Oh yeah. And it really lights up the coaches too. Like that just that fired me up. Oh my gosh, the, her, that was the best moment her, of the day. Her mom posted on our Facebook page. Did, Did you see it? No. She posted, a, she made a comment under the workout uh, post from that we posted last night and said, Mary came home and kind of talked about it and said it was one of the best sessions. And anyway, oh. she was really excited. So yeah. Well, it was great. It was a nice class. You were excited to coach her. She was excited to be learning. It was a nice experience. So that's, that's the power of the community that you don't know about it. You, you don't understand it until you're a part of it. And once you're a part of it, that's, that's the reason that you keep going or that you keep coming. It's the reason I kept coming. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't drink that CrossFit Kool-Aid until there were, you know, people that I knew that were, you know, expecting me to be there and counting on me and pushing me. For sure. All right, last one. We have mm. uh, we have four posters in the gym. This one um, speaks to me a lot. Uh, it's it's really a, a mindset kind of quote, I guess. So I'll just read it here first. And actually, it's the the poster in the gym is actually cut short because there's one extra that I didn't put on. But this is the this is the full quote. Watch your thoughts, for they become your words. Watch your words, for they become your actions. Watch your actions for they become your habits and watch your habits for they become your identity. So this really, when you think about it, it starts with your thoughts. That's what this kind of boils down to. Mm -hmm. It's whatever your, and what, what are your thoughts exactly? It's that self-talk. It's the internal dialogue that you have with yourself. It's the words that you use in your head. If you're constantly telling yourself that, and you don't have to say it out loud, but eventually it comes out. If you keep thinking, I'm weak, I'm not very fast, I'm not strong, I can't do this, then you're going to start saying those things out loud. And then you're going to start believing them. And that's going to be who you are. You'll be the slow, weak person that just keeps struggling through every workout. In order to change who you are, it first starts with the thoughts that you have in your own head. And that takes practice. It's not as easy as flicking a switch and saying, oh, I'm just going to speak to myself in positive thoughts from now on. (laughs) Here I go. It doesn't work that way. But it starts with practicing, catching yourself, saying something negative in your head, and then reversing it. And so... Let's just a prime example here. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. That's a negative self-talk. You're saying you've, you've blocked off all potential of you making any type of progress. Instead of saying, I can't do that. We can then say, instead say, I haven't had enough practice at that yet. Well, that's Mm. better. Yep. Right. And it's just currently a little bit beyond what I'm capable of, but I'm working on it. Oh, that's like my pull up. Right. That's something that I'm going to make a plan and accomplish in three months. Well, now we're getting specific. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you've taken a negative thought that prevents all potential from happening and turned it into an action plan that has potential for progress, potential for success. So that's... That's much harder than it's even... You, you did say it wasn't easy, but it's much harder than it sounds. It I, To me, that takes a lot of... Uh, reflection and self-awareness yes you know of just the things that you're telling yourself in those moments of you know you're there on your own what is it you're saying and our our community in general has gotten really good at that second step uh kind of setting people straight when they those words come out of their mouths that aren't and it's not Quite even coming supportive. out of the words don't necessarily have to come out of their mouths. No. It doesn't have to be verbal. No. It can be the words that come out of your fingers. Oh, that's a big one. That's a big the one. The way you write about mm-hmm. yourself is part of that, is part of those words. But you had to have thought it before you typed it into whatever, into mm-hmm. your email or into your social media or a DM or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you're exa- exactly right. We have 
basically a group of people here that will see your negative post and edit it for you. Yep. They sure will. <laughs> Which is, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's just hilarious. Like I, I absolutely love watching that happen. <laughs> it's, it's basically rewiring your, your internal dialogue. Like, Oh yeah, I could have said it a little differently. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a little more positive and productive versus and sometimes it's only taking out one word you know that only or that just yep you know and then that's it i only did 10 push-ups i did 10 push-ups you just changed the complete right concept of that sentence absolutely the whole intent of that sentence is different by removing that one word mm-hmm. yeah so Thoughts become words, words become actions, actions become your habits, and your habits become your identity. It starts with your thoughts. If you can start, start, that's what the key word here, start thinking differently, start catching yourself. I just wrote something here as well. You can ask others to help you catch those things or those thoughts. If they happen to slip out, whether it's through words or through typing or writing, um, ask others to catch you on it. So if, uh, if somebody here catches me say, I can't, I expect them to tell me, mm-hmm. call me out on that because I want to know. And so when you give other people permission to do that, uh, don't go around and, you know, start being a, a grammar police and, you know, just strangers on the, on the street <laughs> say like, Oh yeah, I can't skydive or I can't do this or that. <laughs> yes, you can. You said the can't word. It. 10 burpees. <laughs> Uh, don't do it to strangers, but if somebody asks, or if you ask somebody, then that's better. It's always better to have permission. Those are our four quotes. Four of my favorite quotes. If any of our listeners have a favorite quote, I, uh, I encourage you to send us a message. Um, my contact info is in the show notes here. Um, so please send us a message with your favorite quotes and maybe we'll do another uh, episode on our listeners' favorite quotes. I love that. That'd be awesome. And if people have suggestions or requests on things that we can talk about or uh, any r- topics that have to do with resilience, that'd be awesome too. Love it. All right. Well, welcome back again. <laughs> it was a good one. Yes. We'll see you next time, guys. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest episodes, be sure to subscribe, and I'll see you next time.